Make more birdies. A bottle of bourbon, a little glass, and some ice. This is not a tip. This is a prescription, trust me. Mm. If you don't, you will fall out of bounds. Welcome to Birdies and Bourbon. Sit down and have a sip. Welcome back, everybody, to the Birdies and Bourbon show. Uh, this is going to be a fun one <laughs> with... I, I hope I get it right. If I don't, you'll correct me, but I, I'm pretty sure that I'm going to get it right. It's Mari Antala and yep. the CEO and founder of Grain and Barrel. Uh, they're doing some really, really fun things down in Charleston, South Carolina. They're resurrecting brands. They're resurrecting, uh, I don't, I, I, I guess, icons of rock and roll, if you will. I mean, lots of good stuff. Marty, thanks for joining. Dan and myself, how you doing, sir? Let, let's get into uh, the Grain and Barrel story, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, ab- absolutely. So, um, not to throw anything off, but we're, we're going to talk about, uh, I think we're going to talk about Elvis kind of leading into this thing and, and where we are and why the, I'm going to call it a partnership. You'll correct me and put it in the right terminology. Uh, but we're using, we're using an icon of rock and roll. You've got two fantastic, uh, I mean, labels, obviously, I mean, he's an entertainer. Things are going great. We're going to, uh, we're going to be sampling the ten- uh, straight Tennessee whiskey, excuse me. And which is tiger man. We're going to be sampling Elvis, the King rye. Uh, I'm looking forward to it, man. It's uh, it does look like something's gone. I just sent Dan some samples. I, I haven't really gotten into this yet. I wanted to wait so I could hear it from the guy that's, uh, that that's putting it into it. So I'm going to have a pour. And while we do that, uh, Marty, why don't you tell us what uh, what grain and barrel, why, and and where where are we today? Yeah, no, thanks, uh, thanks again for having me. Um, it's uh, exciting to to be able to talk about our portfolio and and you know particularly our whiskeys, um, which I think we have a, a really neat um, selection of brands, and they all kind of come from different places. So, um, you know, grain and barrel I founded in uh, end of two thousand and twelve. Uh, and really the idea was to um, really look at emerging trends in the spirit space and then either create from scratch, resurrect, or acquire brands to take advantage of those trends, um, but really do it through a, a portfolio approach, really focus on the craft space. Um, and, you know, we, we started the company in Charleston, South Carolina, um, which is kind of the epicenter of, of craft in a lot of ways um, and really is an amazing kind of food and beverage um, town. And, um, so that's really kind of where our, our, our heart is, but, um, you know, from a whiskey standpoint, you know, we're producing chicken cock in Kentucky, we've got Elvis, um, in, uh, Tennessee. Uh, and so we, we kind of work, you know, around the country, uh, depending on the product and even international, we're actually about to, uh, launch a tequila, which we're excited about. So, uh, even venturing south of the border for that, but, um, yeah, Elvis, uh, Elvis is actually our, our most recent brand launch. And it, um, it was something that came about really early last year. Um, when we were, um, we've had some experience around licensing, um, we had previously licensed the iconic surf film, The Endless Summer, mm. um, from the 1960s. Sure. Um, and um, and so Authentic Brands Group, uh, who owns the rights to Elvis, said acquired them a couple of years ago from the uh, Elvis estate, uh, was looking for a partner uh, in the uh, in the spirit space. 
um, but really wanted to find a partner that understood licensing and, and was kind of hungry enough to make it a, a core brand instead of just an offshoot of, of an existing brand. Um, so you'll see in a lot of things in licensing, there'll be, you know, it'd be like Jack Daniels and Frank Sinatra as an example. It just becomes a, you know, a Frank Sinatra edition of Jack Daniels. Um, and which is cool. Um, but you know, it's really about Jack Daniels and, and just kind of a little bit about Sinatra. And so, uh, what they were looking for is they really wanted Elvis and they believed Elvis deserved to be kind of a brand on its own. Um, and so they approached, um, me about that. And, um, you know, as we got into it and really, I learned more about the history of Elvis. obviously I knew who Elvis was and I was, you know, uh, very familiar on that front, but never really thought about Elvis from a whiskey standpoint. Um, and, but as we got into the story, you know, I, I, I realized, you know, very quickly that, that this was going to be a pretty cool brand. Um, and it, and, and we've seen that since we've launched it. So the enthusiasm for, um, for Elvis is amazing. Uh, it's remarkable for, you know, a celebrity that's been, you know, hasn't been around for, you know, 40 plus years, uh, to see how relevant he remains across demographics. So, young, old, everything in between, um, you know, people just love Elvis and they also love whiskey. And so combining the two, um, is kind of a, a match made in heaven. Um, so we've, we've had a lot of success with it since launching it, uh, last quarter. Um, so it's, it's been fun. It's been a fun project. Yeah. I think John Lennon, uh, I don't know if he said it best, but he definitely said it. If it would have been for Elvis, there would not have been the Beatles. So, uh, I don't, yep. you know, I, I, whiskey and rock and roll, man. I mean, they're kind of hand in hand. So, uh, yeah, I, I think it's pretty cool in the sense that, uh, you know, that, that you've, that you've taken a step in, in this direction with Elvis. And I think you, you mentioned it and said, you know, Elvis, when I think Elvis, I don't necessarily think, like the, the the star-studded rock and rollers of the day, right? I mean, I, I don't think Tommy Lee chugging bottles of Jack Daniels behind the drum set going on. Uh, I could think different things, right? Or cheeseburgers or uh, bananas, which I am getting on this whiskey, by the way. And we'll talk a little about uh, the, the whiskey itself. But I, I think it's, it's fitting, right? I mean, you could probably go to Memphis or cruise through, uh, you know, northern Mississippi and find Elvis on almost anything and yeah, and I'm thinking like, and I'm going to throw some brands out there, not to do with whiskey, but you're thinking uh, Coca-Cola, McDonald's, Chevrolet. I mean, you're just thinking like everything Americana. And it's like, I don't know. It's, I mean, obviously it took, uh, it took Marty and, and grain and barrel to, uh, to bring this thing off the ground, but it's like, where is this been, man? I mean, it's a, it's a, it's just a marketing platform that continues and continues and continues to grow and sell and, and adopt it. And even if I'm, even if I'm not a drinker, hell, I might buy it just because it's got Elvis on the bottle. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of that. I mean, a lot of Elvis fans who, who want to add it to their Elvis collection. And so that's been, uh, yeah, that's fun to see. And that'll give us a lot of opportunity for creativity down the road. And, you know, what's one interesting thing that I didn't, you know, I wasn't expecting, but, um, you know, I knew that Elvis is still very relevant and inspirational to a lot of the, the current musicians and from a fan base would be very much, you know, pretty widespread in the United States. But, you know, whenever we post anything about the product, probably half the comments come from overseas. Hmm, really? um, and it wasn't until we were kind of in it that I realized like the second biggest audience for Elvis on Facebook, as an example, is Brazil. Huh. Uh, and as I started doing digging into that, I guess, you know, 
Elvis cover bands are huge in Brazil. Uh, and so it's just been, it's been interesting to see kind of how widespread, you know, Elvis fandom is, um, and, um, you know, and this product just gives those fans something very tangible, uh, to, you know, kind of participate in that, um, you know, with, and, you know, so we've, we've seen a lot of, uh, not just a lot of initial purchases, but a lot of people coming back and, uh, and really being repeat buyers of it. And our distributors have had huge success with it from the beginning. So it's, it's been a lot of fun, uh, for sure. And, uh, you know, this is just the beginning and we've got a lot of cool collaborations that are in the works and, um, because of what we've done with chicken cock and, you know, the, the kind of reputation we have in the whiskey space, that's also opened up a lot of doors for, for things that we can do with Elvis. So, um, you know, it's, it'll be exciting to see kind of how this brand continues to evolve. Yeah. So we're going to drink our way over into the chicken cock, uh, and, and what you're doing there in, in just a second, but let's talk a little bit about the whiskey itself. Uh, so I, both the Tennessee whiskey and the rye, uh, are in 90 proof, uh, 90 proofers. So I, I probably yep. know why it came out, why you're doing it a 90 proof. Uh, you, you'll, you'll tell the, the real story. But I mean, when you were looking to do this, so can you talk a little about some of the labeling? Uh, obviously, Elvis picture kind of it, it is what it is, but we've got we got TCB on the label. Mm-hmm. Uh, any particular reason you went with either of the images on the the uh, the Tiger King or you know, what, what's what's going on there? Yeah. So, you know, one of the one of the neat parts of this brand is is we have access to a wealth of content. Um, right. So you kind of go into the archives and, um, you know, a lot of pictures, uh, from, you know, back in the day and various stages of Elvis's career as well. Um, and so what we wanted to do, uh, with these first two releases was kind of focus on a, on a period where it's kind of very classic Elvis, um, but do so in a way that had this kind of more of a like vintage poster feel. Um, and so we have a, we have a designer out of Austin, Texas, uh, Allison Curtis, who just, who I actually found her initially. And this was years ago, we've been working together, but, um, she was doing like really cool music posters in Austin. Um, and so for this, I really wanted to get that feeling, uh, on the label. Um, and the other thing with Elvis, which was a, a neat way to kind of incorporate some of, you know, his history is he had a ton of nicknames. Um, the King is the one that probably everyone knows. Um, but you know, there, there's a lot more there. And, and so we, we brought that to life through, you know, each, each version is kind of highlights a different nickname that he had. Um, and that'll continue going. So, you know, our plan is to, you know, we have our everyday Tennessee whiskey, we have our everyday rye. Um, and then as we do kind of limited releases and, and add on to the collection, we'll continue to bring those kind of archives to life and, and different names. And then, you know, in addition to even with our core, um, two core SKUs, you know, the plan is to actually, you know, each year release a different label. Um, so really kind of take advantage of that, um, you know, wealth of, of imagery that we have associated with, uh, with Elvis. And, and that's also where the, 
you know, it's been cool to work with, uh, with authentic brands group and also Graceland. We have a great relationship with them on really going deeper into the Elvis archives and finding out stories that we can bring to life, not through just through the packaging, but also through kind of the storytelling on, on social and digital. And, um, you know, like stories like his maternal grandfather, you know, was a, was a moonshiner. Um, which a lot of people don't know, you know, so he kind of had whiskey in his, in his blood, so to speak. And so, um, you know, there's a lot of that, that is, uh, we can bring to life, but it needed to really feel very authentic Elvis, um, and make that connection between the whiskey and the music. Uh, and so that's why we went for that kind of vintage look on the, uh, on the label. And then, you know, basing the brand in Tennessee was kind of an obvious given his, uh, you know, his association with the state for so much of his life. So, so thanks to the lead sheets and, and sending us there, we, we can kind of, are you stepping along with us by the way, or are you, uh, you prepping for another event? I, uh, I am though. It's in a, a mug. So oh, yeah. <laughs> not, not disclosure in what we're sipping. So I, I think the, the, ten, the Tennessee play, absolutely. And, uh, and I'm, I'm having the Tennessee whiskey right now. I think Dan is too. And, and the first and immediate thing that hits me, I don't know if it's because it's got Elvis on the label. It's not. It's because I'm nosing it and I'm getting it. Mm -hmm. And it is, it's, uh, it's banana, banana, mm -hmm. banana. And then when I look at Elvis on the label, I'm getting more banana off of this oh, thing. Oh God! Right. Yeah. It, 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 I, no, I mean, it, he's going to have I mean, a banana milkshake with, uh, with this in it later. I can guarantee you it, that, that that could, that could happen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it is, uh, it's, it's a caramel dipped banana, frozen banana, uh, on the nose with this. I'm pulling in like a little, there's some, some bacon spice, maybe it's like some clove ish, if you will. So, you know, in folks that haven't tried it yet, I mean, that's, that's what I'm getting and that's uh, who knows what else I've had today. So, you know, you should taste it for yourself and make your own decisions. But, uh, but that, that's, that's where I'm at on this one. I think the 90 proof, is, I think it's drinking like a 90 proofer. So it's not, uh, you know, nothing that's going to knock you down. Um, I think there's, I am getting kind of a chewy, uh, kind of a nutty finish on this, a little bit of oak in it. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I mean, I, I think for where we are uh, and and what's happening and being a, a new offering, um, I think that it's uh, it, it, it's a must try, right? I mean, this is a good gift bottle that kind of leads somebody down the road of uh, maybe I should get another. Yeah, we wanted, you know, the goal with it from a from a liquid standpoint was really to make it uh, a very enjoyable uh, and kind of sessionable, um, you know, to to drink. And you wanted to bring out some of those sweet notes that that you mentioned. Um, you know, I also get a little bit of banana there, uh, which is is funny because you you know with the connection to, to Elvis and yeah, um, you know, but but it's really meant to be something that you know, a, a, you know, whiskey connoisseur can, can enjoy, but also someone who's maybe a little newer to the space. Right. So it's not, we didn't want to come over and, you know, hit people over the head with something that was a hundred plus proof. And, and, uh, you know, we'll, 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 we'll play with something like that, you know, for maybe our limited releases, but, um, but we also needed to have, you know, some of, so I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of doing, um, anything, any whiskeys really below 90, um, so, you know, and you'll see that across our portfolio. So, you know, for us, it was really about finding that kind of perfect proof where it, it really would kind of fit, uh, you know, fit a lot of different, you know, styles for, for people who are looking, uh, you know, to enjoy the product. And, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, 
it's a 10% rye, 10% malt barley. So it's, it's not too much on the rye, but just a little bit to, you know, add a, add a little bit more character to it. Yeah. I, I think, um, I think once you, and so if, if I can ask, um, are you going to stay, so the flavor profile and kind of where you are, are, are we looking at, uh, so produced in Tennessee, uh, you lay the barrels down in Charleston. No, we do it. Everything's in, in Tennessee for everything's in Tennessee. Yep. Okay. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so are, do we have the same barrels and we're just, uh, we're waiting on some age to come with those, or are we looking at changing, uh, you know, making some, uh, flavor for profile changes? No. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, as, as our, as our barrels age, you know, the product itself will, will, it's kind of slow incremental, but you know, you'll see that age kind of increase on it. Um, so always be using the same, same mash bill, same barrels. We're just, you know, we started bottling, um, you know, this end of this past year, um, and it'll be those barrels that'll, continue to to uh to be bottled so it'll be very similar but we'll over time you'll with the different releases you'll just have a little bit more age on them but you know we'll try and keep kind of the core around that four-year-old uh age and then as we you know do more limited releases those will have you know a bit more age different barrel finishes we'll get we'll get creative I mean, I, I don't know what the correlation is, but I'm waiting on a bottle and bond. So there's a Memphis mafia tie. And I, I don't know why the two sound like they go together to me, but I think that <laughs> just the bond and the, the Memphis mafia, I think, I think there's something, maybe there's not, who knows? I'm not a marketer. I like it. I'm not, I'm not a marketing <laughs> guy. I don't know, but I, but I think there's something there, man. I, yeah. And I think there's to your point, right? I mean, there's so many cool, I mean, think about the belts and the, uh, it, and it's not the bottle, right? It's not about the bottle. I mean, the bottle is, is attractive on the shelf. It's about what's inside that counts. But I, I think there's so many just creative ways you can go and, and think about Elvis as he, I'm going to use the word matured. I don't know if that's the right way to say it or not, but as, as he grew over his career, maybe that's a better way to say it. I think there's, uh, I think there are so many things uh, that you're going to be able to do with this, uh, with, you know, with, with the uh, partnership or uh, relationship that you have with, uh, with the brand. Uh, I, I think it's really going to be awesome. And yeah, it's cool. So I'm going to, well, first off, before I jump over to, uh, cause I, I know we can't keep you all night. Uh, but before we get away from Tiger Man whiskey, anything we missed on that? Anything else we ought to chat about uh, before we move on to the Tiger Man? Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, I think we 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 hit it. You know, I mean, it's it's the. I mean, what we've seen so far is is you know the Tennessee whiskey piece. I mean, a lot of people obviously know Tennessee whiskey, familiar with it from some existing brands. Um, and that's that's definitely resonated. It probably is, you know, sixty percent of the sales um, currently. A lot of people are loving the rye too, which we'll have a chance to, you know, try here in a second. But um, yeah, it's just a super versatile uh, product that um, you know we're getting thumbs up all around on. So it's 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 definitely a, a, a lot of fun to see kind of it come out and, um, and people really enjoying it. And, and, you know, in Tennessee, it's doing great, uh, which is, uh, you know, that's, you know, it's a, that's a, that's a competitive market, but, you know, with, I think with the, um, you know, the prevalence of celebrity brands now, yep. um, you know, this one's neat because it's, it's like the ultimate celebrity, um, but you know, he's not alive. It's not so around. It's like, I mean, you know, he's well, not around. So yeah, he can't promote it. Right. I mean, it's, uh, you're, you're, you're promoting, you, you know, you're promoting the name and, and, you know, we are as well, you know, as it stands today, 
And I mean, that, that's kind of a kicker, right? I mean, it's uh, and, and we don't need to go through the names, but I mean, you know, everybody that's drinking, it seems like everybody's got a brand, right? Or ev- everybody's yeah. putting their name on a label and to have this on the label. Mm-hmm. I mean, as I kind of opened up the show with, it's like, I, I like uh, need a needle in a haystack in the right way to say it, but it, it's kind of like, uh, you know, that glaring light looking at you being like, Hey, what, why, why isn't anybody looking at me just because I'm not, here to do it myself exactly yeah and the one thing i the one thing i will say sorry to but is even though he's not living uh we do have kind of a living place that people can go kind of touch and feel in graceland and that's been one of the best parts of the partnership so far is they've been all in and um you know they've they feature the product they you know people come they can really experience it there and so in a certain way people can kind of you know experience it in a similar way to that that they could maybe with the celebrity who is alive so it's a really neat thing for us to have graceland um and uh and you know like in august they do elvis week um and it will be elvis whiskey will be everywhere uh and uh so it's that's a neat element of this that uh is is unique to this product dan Dan, before you go Mm -hmm. uh uh uh, by the end of the show we're gonna need your best elvis impersonation so just just keep that in the back (laughs) of the mind keep that in the back of the mind uh dan yeah yeah all right so a little bit of fun before we move on to the next one um and to quote, uh, I think it was quoting um, Penny Lane from Almost Famous, you could always go down to the record store and have fun with your friends, right? So with that said, give me the perfect pairing with this whiskey here. What are you drinking? Or what are you what are you eating with it? And uh, what vinyl are you putting on? Mm. So I would do, I mean, I'd go probably to Memphis Barbecue. Okay. You know, just as kind of a, a, a classic. And then um, I actually just got as a, as a gift. It was, it was my birthday last week and someone gave me a uh, jailhouse rock. So I've got to, I mean, I'm going to have to put that on later, but uh, yeah. So those would be my answers. Nice. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Ha- happy belated. Happy belated. Thank you. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, this is, uh, I mean, I think it's cool, man. And so, we, I mean, you talked a little bit about uh, the designer and Allison Curtis, and I've already poured some of the rye. I haven't tasted it yet, but I'm, I'm going to get into it. Uh, and kind of the, the, the labels and where you went. Uh, who decided that you're going to put TCB on the label? On the, and it's actually on the, on, on the, the, the cork. Yeah, on the, on the strip stamp. Yeah. Um, yeah so that was actually uh that was allison's uh ali's uh idea um so she's a huge elvis fan um so it kind of it was it was a perfect uh she was the perfect i knew right away she was going to be the perfect designer for it um but she uh she came up with she she came up with the idea of put tcb on there which um you know a lot of uh, elvis fans would know that's taking care of business um but a lot of people don't know that. So it's, it ends up being an, a nice conversation piece and, um, you know, a little discovery, uh, element for folks. And so it's, uh, yeah, that was, that was her idea. So I'm eternally grateful for that. Which is kind of funny. Cause sometimes when I see, well, TCB and it may not be that acronym per se, but it's kind of the, you know, the Bureau of Alchemy. You, you, you can, what you, you can do a, yeah, yeah. I, I know, but you could do a word mix and it kind of get, and I'm, I'm like, like I got these and by the way, thanks. Uh, thanks to Robro for setting this up for us and, and making the connection. I appreciate it. 
Um, but yeah, I'm kind of looking at that and I'm going like, ah, man, this is, uh, and I'm like, oh, no, it's Elvis it's taking care of business. And I know exactly what it is. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. So let's, uh, I'm going to step into the rye. I'm going to step into the king. And uh, well, we won't bring up anything about Netflix because we don't want anybody to, uh, to kick us <laughs> off. I'm wondering if there may have been, not with the king, but that's why I'm bringing it up now. Mm, that's yummy. So uh, immediately, so here's the cool thing about this. And a lot of times you get bourbon and you get a rye and you get a, a similar, like these are two, you immediately know you're drinking two completely different things. And this is, I mean, if, if you're a traditional rye drinker, I think you're really going to like this. If you're like, I don't know if rye's my thing or not, I think, I think you need to taste it and then make the decision. But I think if you're, if you're like rise my jam and that's what I go to, I mean, just the, the evergreen, the earthiness, the floralness, like everything that's coming out of this, it's like, Hey man, we're drinking a rye now and here we go. And I, I don't, I think they're equally good, but, uh, vastly different. If that's a fair statement, Naughty. Yeah, for sure. And, and, you know, that they, as they, as they should be right. And, and so the, the rise been, um, really well received, um, particularly by, um, bartenders. Um, they've really, really enjoyed it. Um, you know, we've got a lot of folks, you know, uh, starting incorporating cocktails. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's a fantastic ride. It's in the awards or, um, competitions we've entered in so far, it's rated very high. Um, so it's definitely, if, if you're a rye fan, I think it's, it's, a it's a product that, um, I think you'd be quite happy with. So it's, um, it's, it's good. And so, yeah, especially from a trade perspective, it, it receives very high marks. Yeah. So in the, uh, in, in the process of getting to the mash bill that you were going to get to in, in both the Tennessee whiskey and the rye was, uh, I mean, was it, was it a long process in the sense of, yeah, that's not it. That's not it. That's not it. Or did you kind of know the flavor profile you were, you were wanting to get to and it was, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I think, you know, so for on the rye, it was, um, we had a pretty good idea, uh, what we wanted. Um, you know, we've had a good amount of experience internally with rye, Um, and, um, you know, that 95% rye and, and kind of this taste profile is, is something we really kind of shoot for. Um, so that was, um, that was something that, um, we kind of really had an idea of going, going into it. Um, I'd say the Tennessee whiskey was, was a bit more, uh, bit more work and tweaking. Um, but, um, but yeah, the rye, I mean, we were, we were really happy with it very early on. Um, so then it was really a matter of cause waiting for, you know, to mature to when we wanted to bottle it. So. Yeah. Yeah. This to me goes from, uh, I get like, uh, I don't want to date myself, but I'm going like to hubba bubba bubble gum, like the, the chew you know, the, the chewing gum on the sweetness on kind of the front end. And then it kind of just moves all the way through to, uh, that evergreen earthy, uh, kind of that some, you know, if you've ever bailed hay or put up hay or been, or been in a barn, you know, and you've kind of had like throwing hair, dried hay around. Uh, I think it's a really good uh, kind of all the way through everything that you that you get out of it. I'm I'm really looking forward to both of these 
um, as these as your barrels start to mature and get a little more age on them, I think there's lots of positive stuff that's that's uh, to, to look forward to. And, and I think these things are only going to. Um, uh, it, it, they're only going to get better. And I'm looking forward to uh, to a lot of some side by sides. Yep. I think they're fantastic. Yeah. This is, uh, I get all that earthy you're talking about there, Cal, as well. And um, the difference between there's amazing. And yeah, I thought this is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Thank so, you. So not, not that you, you want to or can tell us, uh, but we just released in, um, so the uh, Elvis Rye and the Elvis Tennessee Whiskey were released in Q4 of 2021, right? Yep. So we launched them in October. Yep. And so what, what's, the, what's the release schedule look like? So right now we're in uh, seven states uh, and we'll be rolling out. Our, our goal is to really have the brand available nationally you know, by, by the end of this year. Um, so as it as it rolls out, I mean, I think this quarter we're opening up about five new markets, and the next quarter we'll kind of double that. And you know, so that's that's the goal um, is is to really be nationally available by the end of the year. Um, you know, but we also have the the e-commerce side, which has been um, really successful, and that's allowed us to kind of reach fans outside of the states that uh, were currently available and we kind of started in the southeast was kind of the, our core area to launch in and along with nevada um and we really wanted to kind of be in vegas and kind of you know a lot of a lot of hotel and casino properties were excited about the product so um but it'll be a kind of a rollout through through the year uh and then we'll do a holiday release kind of a limited release for the holidays in the fall and then as far as new expressions go, what, what is, what's, what's that look like for you guys? Yeah. So the, the first, the first new expression we'll do is, is will be the holiday release. Okay. Um, and then, um, we're working on some barrel finishes, um, that'll, that'll start in the spring, uh, that will be released kind of, kind of this time, uh, next year. Um, and that'll be, um, you know, where we've already been, you know, working with some, some breweries, uh, in particular about doing some beer barrel finishes, uh, which we've, which we've had a lot of success with on the chicken cock brand. So, uh, we really like those and, um, and, you know, there's some really cool, cool folks to work with in Tennessee. Um, so that's kind of where we're kind of initially focusing some of those collaborations, really kind of honing in on, on Tennessee as, as the place of origin to do that. I know I'm, I'm hearing a peanut butter banana barrel uh, beer barrel finished uh, release. I don't know. Maybe it's a thing. That, that, that comes up a lot. So uh, we're actually playing around with, uh, you know, peanut butter, banana, bacon. We'll, we'll see how it turns out. But uh, they've, that's probably about half the requests are, are for that flavor. So is there uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what it uh, what it ends up tasting like, but it's it's actually in process right now. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think I've had I've not not in uh, it's probably more infused or uh, you know built into a cocktail, but I think I've had all those things that I, I mean I think it's going to be pretty good. I can't imagine that it's not. I don't I don't know it if I want to be delicious. 
Yeah, I, I do too, man. I, I mean, I'm talking <laughs> rich, savory, sweet, uh, tropical. I mean, I do, it's like everything in a glass that you could ever be looking for. So I could see that would work. Uh, I, I had to do this. I, I didn't want to do it. I usually do it at the end of the show, but I couldn't wait. Oh, I had a little bit of the rye and a little bit of the whiskey. I, I just mixed them because I, I think that this is going to be quite the, uh, the blending experience right here. And, and on the nose, it already is, man. I mean, this is actually like these two together. And I'm sure you could work out some ratios. I, I measured it, uh, you know, very professionally and scientifically. So I'm sure. <laughs> Yeah, that is that that these two together. Mm. Fantastic. Ab ab absolutely fantastic. So, let yeah, me I ask you. so what was the most unique thing you found out um, in this venture that you didn't know about Elvis before? So it's probably the story of his uh, maternal grandfather um, being a, you know, moonshiner and, and bootlegger, um, which actually came that story came from the archivist at uh, Graceland. Um, yeah. So they they let us know about that story so you know as we got into the to the project um you know we didn't we didn't know that story um we just felt you know elvis and whiskey in tennessee and it just it, it all felt you know very right um and then it wasn't until we really started working with graceland and kind of getting deeper into the story just to find things that we can kind of build storylines around you know yeah. um and and that's when that kind of came out um and so that was that was probably the neat you know probably the neatest thing that uh, that i found and and kind of you know reinforced kind of hey this is this is a great idea because it you know it's not just you know a relevant brand and a relevant category but you know really at the core um you know of of elvis's heritage that was an important part of of his upbringing very cool yeah absolutely so so uh did grain and barrel did you guys start with uh, can i shift away a little bit from elvis and we can yeah. circle back in a minute yeah if you, if you don't mind um so the, i know i know i know i know we're gonna win this race uh but so that's so the, old school it, it, that, that's it, an old old bottle let, yeah. listen i'm 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 holding on and savoring because there was a time that and this is you this is uh this is you it's, it's still still grain and barrel Yep. And uh, I've, I'm holding on and savoring it because I can't find that bottle anymore. Uh, either way, so was but you're you, you've got uh, you're making some vodka, you're making some gin in in Charleston, I do believe, correct? Yeah, you're, you're distilling yep. some stuff yourself. Yeah, and then so uh, the chicken cock brand that you revived, uh, which was kind of dead, right? And and it, I mean, it's no secret. <laughs> I mean, there are tons, tons of just. Can I call it, what do you call them in the industry? Dead labels? Uh, uh, yeah, uh, dead brands, especially yeah. especially in the American whiskey space. Yeah, um, yeah right. Yeah. yeah, before Prohibition, you had thousands of brands and hundreds of distilleries. Most most that, most that who didn't survive Prohibition, and then those who did ended up, you know, a lot of them closed during, during and right after World War II. Right. Yeah, so, Marty, I find it interesting that you that you revived the brand Chicken Cock. No, not that you revived the brand. I'm gonna, uh, I'll pull it together in a second. But, you know, so you go to a brand that, that kind of died off and, and that was, uh, you know, where, you know, it, it was it was a whiskey and, and there was a prohibition story about why they were bringing it into the speakeasies. And it was, you know, in a tin can. 
and and people, you know, bootleggers essentially, which maybe I just answered my own question. But but you re, you revive a brand that's uh, that's got, that's idle, uh, that's not being used, and then you go and 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 you create a new brand in a person that's idle. I'll say that just to be PG. And, and I mean, maybe that is the connection. I, I, I don't know, but, but why the, what's, why, why didn't you go down the road and you can bring up Virgil Kane if you want to, but why didn't, why didn't we go a direction of let's revive a new brand and we went Elvis and then, uh, or you could start with, why did you bring chicken cock back? Yeah. So, you know, in our portfolio, there's a, there's a mix of brands that, um, you know, like a Virgil Kane that, that, that we acquired. Um, and I'd been friends with the founder of Virgil Kane for, for quite some time here in Charleston. Um, and then there are brands that we created from scratch, like Dixie Vodka, um, which is a brand that, um, you know, didn't exist brought to life. Same with our gin, high gold gin. Um, that was, that was a brand that, um, you know, I created, you know, from nothing. Um, but you know, what I wanted to do in the whiskey space, especially as we were first getting into it, um, I'm a big fan of history. Um, I love history just personally. Um, and you know, I was fascinated by the early days of distilling in the United States. And so as I, as I did more research into those days, when there was a proliferation of, you know, brands and distilleries. Um, it, you know, as I started learning more about some of the early brands, um, I ran across Chicken Cock. And you know, the first thing that jumped out at me was obviously the name. Um, and I was like, okay, I've got to, I've got to look into this, you know, some more. And then, but as I started looking into it, I discovered it was a big brand in the 19th century. Um, you know, and, uh, it was out of Paris, Kentucky, you know, it's just the County seat of Bourbon County, yep. um, tons of old bottles and, and POS. And I mean, if you go to the, um, Oscar Getz museum in Bartstown, uh, Kentucky, you'll find a dozen pre-prohibition bottles of chicken cock. You'll see old tin signs, um, just really, really neat, uh, history to that brand. In addition to being a, a, a name that, you know, stands out today now, when it was founded in 1856, all chicken cock is is a rooster because the term rooster didn't exist then. So cock is just a male bird. Chicken cock was their male, you know, male chickens. Um, and back then, it's they would name brands after farm animals, animals they hunted, the, you know, their names or the location where they came from. So it was like a fairly simple like way to way to name brands. So you know, chicken cock. Um, you know, was something that had existed was big. The, the, the really thing that sealed it for me though, was, um, in reading Duke Ellington's memoirs, uh, when he talks about chicken cock as the house whiskey at the cotton club. Um, and if you've ever seen the, the, um, the movie, the cotton club by Francis Ford Coppola sure. from the early eighties, there's multiple images of chicken cock in that movie. So, you know, all these things combined to just make me realize that like, this is a brand that needs to be brought back to life. Um, you know, it died off in the 1950s. Um, it was known as the famous old brand. And so it, it had kind of a couple resurrections, you know, between prohibition and, and when it finally died off, but you know, there was an opportunity to, to bring it back to life. And this was kind of, you know, I found the brand in 2012 
And so this was, you know, right as bourbon was kind of reemerging and kind of being rediscovered as the quintessential American spirit. Um, and so, you know, I was able to get, um, it was a dead trademark. So I was able to get the rights to the brand. Um, and then, you know, start kind of navigating my way through the, that whiskey world. And, um, you know, historically, you know, it was, it would have been fairly easy to start a brand just because there was plenty of whiskey out there and all the big guys, you know, had excess, you know, bourbon that you could just go and buy. But, you know, that was the time period when all of a sudden it was, uh, everyone was caught short because they'd been basically laying down the same amount of whiskey for decades. Right. Um, and, and then all of a sudden everyone started drinking more bourbon. And so it was kind of an interesting process of bringing it back and, and, and then kind of going into making the decision of, Hey, we need to start laying down our own, our own whiskey. And that's when we, uh, linked up with Bardstown bourbon company who we've been, you know, really close partners with, um, you know, now for, you know, quite a while. And so, um, but it, it's, it's me, there's really, there aren't that many examples. There's a lot of old brands, right. And you're starting and a lot of the brands that I discovered, or I, I read about when I discovered chicken cock, um, have now come back to life. Um, but I really didn't find many that were as compelling as chicken cock, both from a story standpoint, but also a name that just pops, um, and then, you know, this archive of bottles that we could tap into really bringing back kind of key aspects of that brand to life. So, you know, for, you know, what you'll see on the shelf today, you know, those bottles were actual bottles of chicken cock um, that we, we took from pre-prohibition uh, and, um, and, and had molds created. Um, so that one is an old bottle. That was before we had the, uh, that was before we had the, the, uh, prohibition bottles. That was kind of like our first, our first, uh, you know, uh, our first entry into, uh, into the space. But, um, you know, one thing that's kind of cool is like, this is, this was a bottle that I just was able to buy from, uh, someone who found it from in their, uh, in their garage or I was actually, a uncle's garage who passed away. And really, you know, this is, um, this was, uh, produced in 1910 wow. and bottled, uh, right before, uh, prohibition started. So when are we um, cracking this, that one? Man, this is, <laughs> we'll, we'll see on this one. Uh, it's, it is, it's definitely, it's never been opened. Uh, and then, you, there's you have not a little a lot bit of, of evaporation. Not much though. I mean, not crazy. Like not much. Make. I know when he's going to crack. Not much. Yeah. But it's, uh, it's, it's a cool, but we have other bottles like that. And we get people who reach out to us all the time who, you know, find, and a lot of it, it's like, you know, they're doing a house renovation or something and they knock down a wall and they find a stash of, you know, whiskey that had been hidden there, you know, for decades and decades. Um, and a lot of the bottles still have liquid and, uh, you know, I, I just don't have the heart to, uh, open up some of those bottles. It's like, uh, you know, time capsule, but, um, uh, there's just, there's so much history to that brand. And so that's, that's been a really neat process to bring it back. But, you know, a brand like Elvis is now benefiting from, you know, this kind of had like 10 years really of process of, of really getting to know this space mm -hmm. and building a team that is just our rock stars in it. So, you know, everything we do on chicken cock, um, which, uh, really, I mean, chicken cock's got great reputation and we do really cool things on LTOs. Um, you know, is as we're using that knowledge, you know, for, for a brand like Elvis. So there's, there's similarities there in terms of the history and iconic nature of, of both brands, but, 
um, you know, just a little bit different in terms of the, uh, you know, one's very much around the personality and, and the other is paying homage to this brand that, that was a huge brand once and, uh, you know, really represented a lot about kind of American ingenuity and, you know, bringing back that to life has been a, a really neat experience. I, I think there's synergies that exist there uh, from from both sides and, and what you're doing completely makes sense, uh, you know, for, for uh yeah, it, it makes sense. Dan, I, I don't know, you were you were going in some direction. Oh, when he's going to crack the bottle. I think it's when Nicolas Cage offers him like, you know, $100 million for the Elvis brand. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, 10,000 miles from, uh, or leaving for, Las Vegas. Well, leaving no, Nicolas Las Cage Vegas. is like a huge Elvis fan. Yeah, yeah. Could, could be. I, I was just going to note that whoever whoever's uncle it was that had that bottle stored, uh, clearly they knew not to leave the corked bottle on its side so that it soaks up in, uh, yeah, they, I, mean, I guess they stored it right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, this is one of the best preserved bottles I've, I've come across. So it's, it was, we were, we were lucky to, uh, lucky to have it stumble into our laps. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm sure. Okay, so, Marty, uh, we, I know we can't keep you all night. We got some fun things that we want to chat with you about for a few minutes. Uh, I yeah. don't know how much time you have left, but uh, tell us, uh, where can we find Grain and Barrel? Where can we find Elvis, uh, the King, and the Tiger Man? And where can we get Chicken Cock, Virgil Kane? Uh, we've got vodka, we've got gin, got lots of good things going. Where can we find you at, and uh, how do we do it? Yeah. So, you know, our company website is just grainandbarrel.com. Uh, not a super exciting website, but, you know, click on the brand logos and it'll take you to the brand sites. Um, you know, chicken cock is, is, has now really become a national brand. So, um, you know, I think especially our core Kentucky straight bourbon, Kentucky straight rye, um, those have now really become available, um, you know, most States. Um, and so, you know, very much in retail, we're starting to expand into a lot of um, really high-end uh, bars and restaurants that that have great whiskey offerings. Um, on the limited releases, a lot of that stuff is really only available uh, online. It's very special allocations. Um, so if you go to chickencockwhiskey.com, um, you know, the best way is to kind of throw your email in and then you get on the allocation list. And, um, and, and that's probably the best way to kind of really get kind of the, the, the neat stuff like this spring, we're doing a rum barrel finished rye. That is phenomenal. Mm. Uh, I just tasted it yesterday out of the barrel. We're going to be bottling that in about a month, um, called Island rooster. Uh, it'll be a lot of fun. It'll bring a lot of happiness and joy this summer. Uh, and, uh, you know, but, but it'll be limited quantities. So the best way to you know do that is you got to get on our, in, on our email list. Um, Elvis whiskey. Um, and you know, we're, we're really in the first stage of the rollout. So if you're in the Southeast, um, you know, you most likely be able to find it. Um, but, you know, we're also available on, you know, via our website, if you go to elviswhiskey.com, but also on reserve bar cask or some of the other, um, you know, more DTC kind of focused, um, players. Um, and then, you know, Dixie Vodka is, is a big brand in the Southeast. So if you're in South Carolina, Georgia, uh, North Carolina, Florida, you know, it should be in a, you know, most every retail spot. If you're a NASCAR fan, it's also the official vodka of NASCAR, which is kind of cool. Oh, and we've got Tony a great, Stewart. Go ahead. Tony smoke. Stewart. Go ahead. Smoke. Yeah. 
<clears throat> yeah, we actually just did a line of uh, Dixie can cocktails, and one of them is Tony's Tea. Um, so um, good friends with 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 Tony, and he's he's a great guy. So we've we've had a lot of fun with that partnership. Nice. Uh, and then uh, and then our high gold gin uh, is is we launched that early last year, um, and that's kind of rolling out in a lot of the Dixie markets, and that's expanding nationally. And then you know Virgil Cane, which is a nice. Uh, you know, kind of balance to our whiskey portfolio because they're a little bit more of entry level, really chef curated flavors. Um, you know, that's big in South Carolina, big in Georgia. Uh, we're adding two new flavors to that. The guy who started is a good friend of mine who's, um, who's, who was a chef in Charleston. Um, so he brings kind of very much a chef's mentality to you can the production say the name process if you want on to. that. Uh, Virgil Kane of Dave. No, no, no. The, your your uh, your chef friend. Oh, Dave. His name's oh, Dave, Dave Shalom. Okay. Got yeah, it. yeah. So, uh, yeah, he's uh, so he's he's working on two new uh, two new flavors that are fantastic. And so, you know, it's kind of nice how our whiskey portfolio is starting to build up. Because Virgil Kane is kind of a good way for people to come in his space, and they move up to Elvis, and then they you know jump up to uh, to Chicken Cock. So it kind of we're able to, uh, to, you know, satisfy a, a pretty wide range of consumers and uh, give them a really varied uh, whiskey experience, which is fun. Mm -hmm. uh, so a couple, I got a few things. I, I'll, uh, I, we may, we may not be closing. It depends on when you hang up on us, but um, <laughs> so uh, the, the state dog of South Carolina resides in my house and her name is Dixie. I'm wondering how do we get uh, and and I've got an outstanding picture of her that uh, that a neighbor of mine that's in the movie industry and she's also an artist did. I, I'd love to get that down your way in some fashion uh, for yeah. for a private release. Uh, you know, and uh, no no is always an appropriate answer as Dan says. That's right. But uh, but yeah. I mean, so I mean, she's her, a Boykin. She in in fact she is, and her name is. Uh, Oddly enough, her name is Dixie Soul. So she's actually um, uh, hoping to derail anything here. She's <laughs> oh she's interracial. Her mother is, uh, you know, South Korean and, uh, you know, she's from the United States. So, you know, in Dixie Soul, it's like uh, South Korea. So, you know, it, it really. Uh, yeah. So and, and she's still a young That's one. Fun. But uh, when I say young, I don't know, a year and a half or two. But uh, yeah, but she would love to make it on a bottle. I I'll send you a picture and you, you can make this. Send, send me a picture. That would be that'd be great. We, we got with Dixie. We get a lot of uh, a lot of people reaching out to us who are either named Dixie or have their have pets named Dixie. So it's cool. it's uh, it's a popular one. Cool. Yeah. 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 So uh, so it, it's a, a great uh, I love what you're doing on the Elvis side, the chicken cock is uh, I, what you reminded me is I need to put this up and not drink the rest of it. I need to find another bottle. So I'll, I will do that. And, uh, you know, I'll save that for another time. I want to get into some fun stuff, man, about uh, I want to get back into Elvis. And and I want to I want to do a little, uh, you know, get to know uh, Marty Antonella. And let's talk a little bit about uh, let's talk some Elvis trivia. Ooh. All right. You 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 can give it give it a go, but I'm probably not the best Elvis trivia person. But, it, it, uh, it's not, it's not going to be trivia. It's just more of a question. But uh, I don't yeah. know, Dan. Do you you want to roll? No, you first, bud. Okay. Uh, what's your favorite Elvis song? <clears throat> That's a good question. Uh, there's a lot. I you know I personally like 
Um, I actually like Jailhouse Rock. I mean, I, I think that's, uh, I, you know, that's probably why I got it for my my birthday. So uh, I'll, I'll stick with that. Though I do, I will say that I, I find, you know, his Hawaiian kind of Viva Las Vegas space um, to be quite a lot of fun as well. Mm-hmm. Jailhouse Rock's a so you, great one for a whiskey brand, for the, by the way. So you, so you answered right. the second question, so you're going to pass on that. What's your favorite Elvis movie? Uh, Dan, hold on. I, we can't let you off here without uh, – what's your favorite Elvis song? Mine? Yeah. Uh, probably a little less conversation or something like that. Yeah. Ooh, I like the remakes and all that. That's, that's, uh, all right, that's a good one. That, that, that's a, yeah. That's, as as a just as a little tidbit for for all the Elvis fans out there, there's a new Elvis film coming out later this year hmm. um, that is going to be uh, featuring Tom Hanks, um, okay. and that'll that'll roll out in June. Um, and it's uh, the the director is Baz Luhrmann who did Great Gatsby. Wow. Um, so that is going to be a, uh, it's, it's been delayed because of COVID, but, uh, it looks like it's finally going to release in, in June. So it's going to be very, that's going to be exciting. That's the DiCaprio yeah. great Gatsby, yeah. right? Yeah. Correct. Yeah. And, okay. Yep. And, and Tom Hanks is going to play Elvis, obviously. It's, Tom Hanks is actually playing Elvis's agent. Oh, I like so, this. Oh, he's, he's going to be the Colonel. Yep. Oh, this is going to be good. Like okay. This. All right. So well, you've let you, 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 uh, uh, Marty, you've opened it up. You've opened it up into right where I wanted to go next. Who is, who's your favorite? Uh, do you have a favorite actor that's played Elvis? Not a favorite Elvis movie, but a favorite actor that's played Elvis in a movie. Hold on. Yeah, you can think about it. Dan, do you have a favorite? I'm going to go. I like the 3,000 Miles to Graceland ones. So I'm probably going to go um, with uh, Costner or um, uh, Kurt, Russell. Kurt Russell. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was two Elvises in yeah. one movie. Yeah. yeah. Well, lots of Elvises yeah. in one movie. <laughs> That's right. I forgot. To, yeah. About Costner. Yeah. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah. Yeah. So. Marty, we still got nothing. That's okay. No, still no. I'm gonna piggyback on Cus, uh, on Costner. That's a good one. <laughs> All right, well, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna try and trumpet. I'm gonna go uh, Michael Shannon in uh, in in uh, Elvis versus Nixon, where and which is which is loosely based on a true story, where Elvis Presley actually got like the badge like the dea badge or something <laughs> from Nixon. And, i don't know just say i'm not making a lot of and by the way some, by the way we did do kind of research on this beforehand so it's not like we're off the cuff <laughs> okay. I, I i can tell i can, yeah, tell. I can tell yeah no, and no it's not to put you on this i mean yeah there's no, no spot putting yeah. Yeah. but i mean but that's a damn good i can remember watching that movie back from a trip from Phoenix, uh, back to, uh, to Atlanta. Cause but, I did, I didn't make it through the whole movie. So. And the point being, I, is I mean, I made it. Through. There are so many like aspects to the, the, the profile of him and, you know, different ways to go. And that's just how big he is. Right. So yeah, 100%. Oh, yeah. 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 All right. I'll ask one last question. Then we'll let you go. And Cal, Cal can wrap it up. If we're coming into Charleston, where do we eat and drink when we come into Charleston? Oh man, Charleston is a phenomenal, phenomenal food town, uh, and getting better by the day. Um, you know, it, it used to be 
pork done a lot of different ways. Uh, still has amazing barbecue. Um, but now you've got just phenomenal restaurants, um, you know, across the, across the spectrum. I personally would, would spend most of my time if I was first time to Charleston, kind of down in the historic section, kind of South abroad, mm-hmm. uh, which is absolutely beautiful. Uh, a lot of history, a lot of the, you know, days back early 17th or early 18th, late 17th century, a lot of those, uh, buildings. And then you go to kind of some of the classics like Pugin's porch, uh, is fantastic for steakhouse halls is, is amazing. Uh, and then, um, and then you can go to, um, you know, then there's a lot of like the barbecue, like home team barbecue and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, a lot of really neat now also the hotels, uh, in Charleston have gotten really good. Um, and so some of them, like the spectator, as an example, has an amazing cocktail bar. Uh, and so there's a lot of, a lot of variety in Charleston, but uh, a great spot to visit. Perfect. Perfect. So what's the oyster house that's down there? Uh, kind of new upcoming. I want to say his name is Reese, but it ain't Reese. It's uh, something like that. You have right. the Darling, Darling Oyster Bar. Is that one? I'm, I'm trying to look it up. Uh, yeah. Darling. Plenty of places to find oysters in Charleston. That's for sure. My, my favorite is actually Nico, which is uh, actually across the bridge in in uh, in Mount Pleasant. But uh, uh, that's that's probably my favorite place to get oysters in town. Cool. Oh, cool. Uh, Marty, it's been a pleasure, sir. We we appreciate it. Thanks so much. Uh, great stuff going on here. Reviving brands, uh, reviving people, and uh, making new whiskey. It's, uh, I, I don't know what more anybody could ask for, man. Really, really yeah. awesome stuff here, bud. Yeah. We appreciate it. Thanks so much for the time. And we'll, uh, we'll give you back, uh, some of your night. <laughs> Cheers. You. Thanks. So I, thanks for having me on and, uh, and I'll make sure to get you, uh, some new bottles of chicken cock and, uh, definitely send me the picture of Dixie. <laughs> <laughs> cheers, sir. All right, cheers. All right. Thanks guys. All right. Cheers. Bye.